It's DTS 219, the world first raid clear in Forsaken. Iron Banner's coming back, hot fixes, Bungie looking at the sleeper, and a whole lot more. Listening to Destiny the Show. What is good, everybody, and welcome to the DTS Podcast. I am BBK Dragoon. I'm joined as always by my great co-host Diddy. How was your week, man? Forsaken filled for both of us. Yes. Oh my goodness. Even though work is ramping up again and again and again with uh, with Q4 coming up, of course, we've got lots of projects that need to be completed before then, but Forsaken is here and it's it's a good showing. Um, I'm super happy with where it's at. That world's first run, oh my goodness, absolutely insane. Yeah, huge shout outs to Clan Redeem coming in again, Diddy, taking the trophy. Shoutouts to Modern, Sweatsicle, Flesh Crunch, Glad, Indica, and Error for being the first guys to beat the last wish. But Diddy, what was that time? 18 hours, 48 minutes. <laughs> so we <laughs> have a official... new record. Beyond just the world's first, we now have the longest clear time for a raid in Destiny history. Vault of Glass, I believe, clocked in back at 17 hours for its original clear. And that, I think, remember those guys like farmed for like three hours, right? Yeah, it is. Man, that seeing each fight getting progressively more difficult and then the final boss fight and then more after that was huge, right? Uh, You got to give shout outs to the second and third place teams as well. That's uh, Giggs. Uh, Vendetta, Vetoed, GameSager, Riot, Iseid, and also Dotto's team in third with I Have Toes, Sith, Watts, and Maddie, and Sneaky Beaver as well. And it's difficult, man, it, because now, obviously, they had that emblem for the uh, completion within 24 hours, and there are 12 people in the world with that emblem. So because you, because uh, unfortunately Dotto did not reach that twenty four hour limit, uh, he was just a hair over. And that is a kind of reward that I would want to strive for. Obviously, I missed it, but if I knew that going into it, I would have probably uh, grinded a little harder, maybe. <laughs> so looking at the clear list, Diddy, I have to throw a shout out to Snerve, who is in the clear list of like 25 people or 30 people who have cleared it at the point of us recording this Monday night. Unbelievably challenging raid. There's not going to be many people wearing that jacket, is there? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, uh, the first console clear as well was Rick Caucus and his crew, and they are 13th on the list in terms of clear. There were 12 teams before the first console clear because that final boss room is difficult on pc and it's even more difficult on console just because the targeting acquisition and call outs that kind of stuff plus performance issues as well on the consoles versus pc congrats to them man that's it's a huge accomplishment yeah can we just for a second anybody who got through or rated or even just attempted this like hats off and hats off to bungie for creating what is got to be 
the most challenging raid experience in Destiny to date, at least for that week one experience. We don't know what this is going to turn into, but I mean, a lot of these fights, especially the later portions of the raid, extremely mechanically challenging. And it's one of those things, even when you see players who are hitting 580, 590, and 600 power, the mechanically challenging fights in the back half are still going to tax raid teams. And this to me, Diddy, I knew you were going to be excited watching this because you have for years on this program talked about Bungie your desire for them to create this pinnacle, highly challenging raid culture. And I don't know, man, when you have guys trying for 18 hours straight to get through this thing on day one, that's uh, that's moving in that correct <laughs> direction, right? Yeah, I was, uh, on Friday night, I was watching it. I stayed up until about 1.30 a.m. Uh, I think that's, what, 14 hours after the launch of the raid, and I was like, okay, if they wipe in this run, I'm going to go to bed. And they did, and I went to bed. And I woke up literally minutes before Glad and his team finished. So I pulled it up, and I saw that. It was so incredible to see the reactions because, like you said, this is the pinnacle PvE achievement in Destiny. And not only is this a difficult raid, but the completion of the raid changed the game it added new stuff into the game the dreaming city has changed there's a new strike there's a new story mission there's new content after this thing this event that happened in the game and it's because of the completion of the raid and that is the coolest thing ever that is and if bungie continues that i mean we know the dreaming city has more evolutions planned for it across the forsaken like experience But like you said, the moment World First happened, he had the new Corrupted Strike, he had a new Gambit map going live, a new story experience, Petra's voice lines have changed, you know, the Dreaming City is getting taken, like there's a lot more blights and and just little blubs in the air, and that is so cool, an evolution in that way we've never seen in the world before. I just want to shout out to the guys who stayed chill. I think what really was impressive to me with these long, long, long raid experiences were listening to the teams that still weren't tilting we're communicating, and after hundreds, I mean, if you look at the death counts here, like, what, 350, 360 wipes? Mm -hmm. 400. (laughs) The teams that still talked civilly with one another who were still being, you know, efficient, that takes a lot. That takes a lot when you're tired and you're hungry. You've been talking to these guys forever. You're making mistakes. They may be making mistakes. There's the pressure of trying to finish first. That was really impressive and, and very cool and a rate for day one raid experience we've never seen in Destiny before like this. Yeah, and on those statistics note, there was a Reddit post from one of the guys in math class, Dotto's team. I think it was I Have Toes. He got uh, the raid hand cannon in one of his first drops, and it was masterworked. And just completing the raid, he got over 5,000 kills with that masterworked weapon. <laughs> like, almost 9,000 kills total, but... After he got that drop and he used it, he already has clocked in over 5,000 kills on that single weapon just because of the difficulty here. It was like that statistic, seeing that is insane. I love that. I really, you know, I ran two characters very regularly since Forsaken has launched, gotten all my weeklies and stuff done. I didn't really have much hope that I was going to get to raid on the first weekend because work and because apparently, you know, with, even with two characters... It's a, it's a high barrier for entry at 550, right? Uh, 560, and then it scales upwards towards, I think Oof. the final encounter is 575, 580, I believe. Wow. I, I, it progressively gets more challenging, and I like that mm-hmm. they built that into it because obviously they tested this with day one in mind and wanted this to be 
probably the hardest raid experience day one there was. But I'm only touching the 540s, dude. I'm like in the low 540s. And you look at this coming into it going, oh, even if you had three characters, you did all the weeklies, you were efficient, and you were smart about the deal. You came into the raid, and it was still hard. Uh, just way cool, right? Yeah, that is, that's awesome. But hats off to the Bungie raid team. They've absolutely outdone themselves with this one. And that's not to say we want the next one easier. Keep it up. Let's go. This is the bar. You have to go higher now. <laughs> the modern day King's Fall. News! All right, Iron Banner is coming back for the first time in season four. It starts today, Tuesday, September 18th. It will end next week on the 25th. The game mode is control, but one big difference, Diddy, which finally makes it like Iron Banner for the first time in Destiny 2, and that is level advantage enabled yes so if you guys didn't play iron banner in destiny one light level advantages were enabled for iron banner meaning if you know you're a higher light than your opponent granted the way the the deltas scale you had to be a very big difference between the two for it to make a huge like change in the damage numbers you're pushing out but they're gonna do it now with the uh, iron banner in d2 so if diddy is 400 light going against a 550 power dude 550 power dude's gonna be pushing more range or uh, damage down range at Diddy. So, and if I if I get that kill, that means I'm the best player in the world. Oh, you know it. And there's an emblem <laughs> associated just for that. It says Diddy, best player in the world. <laughs> Shot a 550 player once at 400. <laughs> it's got a little counter. <laughs> right there, right there in the corner. Uh, some other things that are changing this time around. There's weekly bounties, and those weekly bounties will allow you to get the Iron Banner weapons and gear. They say no exceptions. All Iron Banner-themed weapons and armor have the chance to be rewarded when those bounties are completed. You can turn in and redeem reputation packages off of your Season 3 Iron Banner uh, tokens. Tokens. And I saved up a bunch of those, so I'm kind of excited about that. Nice. Uh, in addition to the uh, offering the armor for direct purchase, two weapons with unique roles per event. You can gain access to purchase these items by completing their associated bounties with them. So the bountyification, you could say, of Iron Banner has been complete just like the rest of the game. I think the new armor set looks rad. Doesn't look like a reskin. Looks nice and fresh. We got this kind of crimson red, almost new monarchy-like. I bet you uh, Executor Hideo is pretty excited about this new threads. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 more leather, like red leather. Looks like my couch, actually. You know, you love red, <laughs> so I bet you're going after these. Yeah, I mean those those hunter pants. I mean, never mind. I have Orpheus rigs. I'm never taking those oh off. Gosh. So what? It's the oh best exotic in the game. Like you cannot change my mind. I play single shot Night Stalker in PvP because it's the best. So you can't change my mind. Let me just tell you, I am everyone's friend because of running the well and my Luna faction boots. So you've got empowering yes. rifts, you've got the healing rift, and you don't have to reload. So for DPS phases, dude, just come into my well. Just come into my well. Everybody becomes your friend when you're wearing the Luna factions, <laughs> dude. Uh, first awesome. event, scout rifle and grenade launcher look to be the weapons that are coming down the pipeline. That's most of the information that's uh, in the TWAB. They are doing a series of bungee bounties. This is the first bungee bounties for the Forsaken expansion thus far. If you guys want to look at the full calendar of when people are going to be going live, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, every single day this week, 
you can hop in and try and get one of these bungee bounties. Some players in PvP and some won't be in Gambit, which is kind of cool. The first bungee bounty in Gambit, right? Yeah, that's pretty neat. And it's in multiple regions as well. It's not just uh, Europe or the Americas. So we've got some uh, some Asian countries in there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Additionally, they're going to have a weekly calendar every single week until October 21st. So if you really are interested in getting one of those emblems, just watch the TWAB. All right, Diddy, moving on from there. Um, let's talk about Hotfix 2.0.3. What's happening in it? So that is coming this week. They said last week in the TWAB. Coming next week. So this week, here you go. Uh, just a short little preview. We sh- should expect some details here uh, this week, uh, probably on Tuesday when it drops. Uh, fixing an issue that impacted weapon recoil on PC. That's Whoa! your hand cannons right there. Finally, it's done. Don't have to do the fix anymore, Dragoon. Uh, fixing an issue where the Traveler's chosen sidearm had no dismantle or vault functionality. Uh, this weapon will appear as the damaged version in character inventory once this change is live. Fixing an issue where daily clan bounties were not rotating properly each day, so we'll mix it up a little bit there. Players may be given the option to reconnect to competitive matches when encountering errors that remove them to the login screen. So I heard about that one a lot. A lot of people being kicked for disconnects and they can't rejoin, and they're just losing a ton of rank, getting some bans. That's really unfortunate. They're hopefully fixing that 100%. Yep. Well... I didn't expect this, but we're two weeks into Forsaken, and Bungie tweets out a little bit earlier today, right? Is today that, yeah, it was a little bit Mm -hmm. earlier today. And I quote from Bungie's Twitter, We're aware of reports that Sleeper Simulant feels too strong in Gambit. The Sandbox team is looking at potential changes to address this. Our goal is to retain the strength of the weapon, but tune it so it doesn't feel to be the only viable power weapon in Gambit. Stay tuned. Okay, so uh, shocking on a few levels for me. Number one. It's two weeks in. I cannot imagine Bungie doing this last year. In fact, they wouldn't. Like, they were too busy talking about the XP throttling situation. But It would have taken them until the next expansion to make any slight yeah. change. What's going on? It's changing, Diddy. The times are changing. <laughs> yeah, they're being more responsive. By the way, Josh Hamrick, I'm going to go off this. He Eight minutes ago, <laughs> literally, as we record this, he says on this tweet... Sandbox has been operating with the goal of not employing nerfs when there are other methods of tweaking the game so that there isn't just one correct choice. That said, nerfs will still be needed from time to time. We promise to be judicious when and where we choose to employ them. So he's not saying we're definitely nerfing Sleeper. He's saying that their priority is to find other methods that are not nerfs directly. But if they can't find any other solutions, then, of course, they're going to have to nerf something somehow. Obviously, we don't have any details as to what they're doing. They're just saying, yep, we're aware of your complaints. We're looking at a potential fix. Here you go. That is a level of self-reflexivity that I don't think we've sort of seen from them before. It's almost like a comedic reflection. Yeah, thank you. A comedic <laughs> nod back to their... Um... Okay, if you guys didn't play Destiny 1, to way overly simplify things... A lot of stuff got nerfed over the lifespan of the game. And by the time we had entered into yeah, the final <laughs> year of the game, um, it, it was sort of memeable about, uh-oh, somebody's using this. It's about to get nerfed, right? The bungee nerf train. Mm-hmm. So I think this is sort of them looking back and going, oh, all right, we get your fears. And I have that fear, too, because Sleeper is extraordinary in PvE, and I don't want to see it, you know, with this nerf because of its popularity and Gambit becoming ineffective in PvE. Sounds like they're yeah, pretty that- aware of that, eh? 
that was the fear with Gambit, right? Mixing PVE and PVP. Like they're saying, the, the fears on that beta weekend were, I really hope PVE, really, really good PVE weapons are not nerfed because the PVP aspect of it in Gambit is too strong. And that this sleeper simulant discussion is the prime example of that fear. So uh, having, having Josh Hamrick actually tweet that out like, hey, guys, we hear you. We're taking a really civilized approach to this. We're not just saying it's too strong, nerf it, tune it down. That's just really encouraging to hear. By the way, self-reflexivity is a word. I don't know if I used it in the oh right context, goodness. though. But it is a word. Oh, my goodness. I knew I heard it in college. Stop doing math on the show, All right. BBK. Freaking <laughs> grows on a vine or whatever. What did we it's learn about bushes. that? Okay. Bushes. Come on. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for whoever sent that. That was awesome. I love it when that happens. Okay. Uh, pretty much out of news for the rest of the week. So let's talk about some discussion points. First of all, I got Ace of Spades. It was a super sweet quest, and I encourage anybody, if you haven't done it just yet, prioritize that. Don't miss your weekly reset. You know, hit your milestones, but when you're wondering what to do after those milestones are done, go after the Ace of Spades. Not only is it a really cool weapon, awesome animations, but there is a lot of nice lore, and I won't spoil anything, but it does really add to the story experience of Forsaken and some of the characters within it. Just my opinion. I'm telling Diddy, who loves hand cannons, go get that thing yeah, this week. I have not spent the time to do Ace of Spades just quite yet. I've just been doing daily milestones. I'm I'm only at uh, five fourteen light. Like I've I've been way too busy this last week to even consider playing that much Destiny. But that is at the top of my list. So uh, as I'm doing the the dailies or whatever, I'll have to do. I'm on the gambit step, right? I got to get hand cannon kills on invaders with hand cannon. That's just super difficult. Especially when they have sleeper, so just kidding. <laughs> the new Dreaming City Gambit map is sweet. I don't know if you've yeah, played it yet, but it I is. Have not, I have not played it. It's, had, it's not popped up in my playlist rotation yet. It's cool. It's such a tight space. I'm close. I'm like one rank away. I'm on the final rank from being able to reset Gambit the first time. And I love Gambit, but oh my gosh, playing with randoms is the most <laughs> roller coaster experience of my life. The highest of highs yesterday, Diddy where we went in, the entire other team was grabbing 15 stacks and hadn't deposited Ugh. a single moat, okay? The the gray bar is almost all the way like, to the second invasion point. That's how much they had held up, okay? I invade. I get an army of one. I get all four dudes down. Nice. And they have nothing deposited, and one dude quits. And I'm like, yes, this is Gambit! <laughs> and then you have the complete opposite experiences where you're on the receiving end of that, or, or the best one. Yes. The guy with 15 moats goes to invade and dies multiple times. Or, like, goes to... Keep farming! The, the, he keeps farming. Like, come on, dude. Man, okay. PSA, <laughs> this has been said so much this last couple weeks. When the drifter says, deposit your moats and you'll get a primeval... Stop what you're doing. Just turn around, go deposit immediately. Because that means your entire team with their current held number of moats combined summons the primeval. Oh my gosh, just do it. It's one of my favorite game modes ever with teammates. Without teammates, I don't know how it long needs I'm mercenary. We said it last week. It needs mercenary bad. It, <laughs> it would needs be a mercenary cool. playlist. It is it is fun to have a new activity that you're excited to grind. And the fact that they put the infamy ranks in it, 
I just they're yeah. figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Figure stuff out. Uh, let's move on to the economy. A lot of discussion this last week, and especially since well, since Forsaken launched, about the cost of infusion, the requirements for planetary materials, and of course, master work cores. Before we get into this discussion, I do want to share something not a lot of people I don't think are aware of. You can buy masterwork cores from Spider. Yes, you can, and it resets each day in terms of his cost. So what happens is you buy your first masterwork core for 10 legendary shards. The cost then doubles, becomes 20 for the second one, 40 for the third one. What I've tried to recommend people is just go buy three cores a day, and that's what I've been trying to do because masterwork cores are just going to be Consumed, you're going to be using them as you infuse things and as you find weapons that you want to push up to that masterwork core, like 10 level or whatever. Start doing this every single day that you log in because those costs double. You should not be buying masterwork cores for like 400 some odd legendary shards. That's just silly. Start doing a little due diligence each day and pushing towards getting more in your inventory. Okay, what do you think about the economy, Diddy? You know, I think... I think the game is just more grindy now because of the economy changes that they made, right? It's now that we have all the bounties and we have the incentive to play daily, weekly, whatever it is, naturally they had to change the way the grind works for the, and one of that is, of course, the economy. Mm-hmm. And the rate at which I'm earning the currencies, yeah, I wish it was a little faster due to the price of some of the economy, but I don't. I haven't played as much as uh, a lot of my friends, right? They've been, uh, you've been playing way more than I have. And you have someone uh, compared to you, like the streamers have been played way more than you have, right? Because Mm -hmm. of course they have the time. Uh, I have zero time now. (laughs) And I just think they had to naturally, uh, you know, grow each one of those things. And if I played more, I might think that it's more annoying, but at this point, I, I, I think it's good, right? I think it, I think it's a good grind because I can sit down and say, okay, I need to get this, okay, but I need that currency, so I need to go do this activity first. So it gives me kind of a path to actually get the reward that I want, and I, I like, I like that it's there's direction now. It's not just, hey maybe go do this thing and maybe you'll get the currency to maybe get the item you want. Now I can actually see a path to getting those rewards. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my own personal takeaway on the economies, I really hope they leave it as is for a while. This is what gives yeah. longevity. Mm-hmm. In three weeks, guys, when you're approaching your 560s and 70s and 80s, depending on what kind of player you are, and you've gotten a lot of weapons, maybe you're still on that exotic kind of grind. Every day when you're logging in to play and you're accumulating planetary materials or you're getting masterwork cores, it feels like your time is valuable and you're putting effort and investment into the character as they're growing. I don't want to see that go away. I like that infusion right now is a choice. And if you're a person that doesn't play a whole ton, you're going to have to, even the players who play a whole ton are having to make tough choices about what they infuse. I mean, even in the raid, when you're watching like Gathalian's team, they were asking Broman to infuse his sleeper. And he was basically saying, okay, but if I do this, I don't have the materials to infuse anything else right now. Like, <laughs> even the guys who play a lot are running into those barriers. And that mm-hmm. is cool. It's a choice that they're having to make. I would wager in about a month after playing each day, if you're buying your masterwork cores from Spider. I I think this won't really be that much of an issue. I like that. 
I like those things that it feels like there's there's finally a reason for materials in Destiny for the very first time. I don't want to see that go away right away just because we're conditioned to be able to infuse everything every single time you get a tiny power upgrade, right? Yeah, exactly. And Destiny has always had currency issues before, but now it seems, I don't want to say better than ever, but it it feels like it makes more sense than it has in the past. Time on destinations and when you actually get planetary materials, I'm like, okay, cool. I needed more of that, to be honest, right? Yep. All right, uh, final question, and it's too early for either of us, I think, to answer this, but I did want to pose it because I'm seeing it on Reddit. I'm seeing it in other videos. Is Forsaken the best DLC that Bungie has made to date? I want to preface before I pick your brain, Diddy, just saying we've had two weeks with it. We've seen the raid. We've seen kind of what the investment loop looks like, but we have no idea what the game looks like in six weeks. Are there going to be hidden missions? Are there going to be more content unlocking in the Dreaming City? Are there going to be more evolutions? I mean, what what does it look like in six weeks? We can't answer that. And so if we have a time machine and you can go back and go, oh, okay, well, all-knowing Destiny player knows everything. There's content drought in November, but it gets good in December, like that kind of thing. We can't mm-hmm. do it. But as of now, what's your takeaway on this DLC? I think it's really great. I think, is it the best... I can't answer that. Like you said, I think it's top two. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that the game changed when the raid was completed was huge. That had never been done before. Um, but honestly, since we've played since the alpha and the beta of destiny one, I have to see what Bungie does for the first annual pass content drop. Because Bungie hasn't done two major content releases in a row well. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't done it. Uh, I guess maybe Rise of Iron to Age of Triumph. But outside of that, it, it's never been done, done twice in a row. Like they, they need to keep this momentum going into the winter update with uh, the Black Armory. And... It, this this is a really, really good momentum right now with Forsaken because a lot of things are in the right spot. Don't change course, Bungie. Just go, just keep keep with this, go forward. You bring up a, a great point there. This type of game, an investment game, is not made on a singular expansion, but on the lifespan of that game. They've said the Vidox, they want to do away with the idea of content drought. If they can do it, oh my gosh, more power to you guys. I don't have I don't have overwhelming faith that you're going to be able to do it because no game can pretty much get rid of content drought. And you especially, Bungie, have had ridiculous inconsistencies in terms of periods of, like you said, the game being fantastic and it being just drier than a desert in terms of stuff to do. So in terms of just Forsaken and what we've gotten to play, the new Corrupted Strike, the evolution of the Dreaming City, the story experience of Forsaken, the challenge of the raid, the economy, the collections and the triumphs. Me personally, I, th- I think this is shaping up to be their best DLC ever if it continues like this for another two to three weeks, right? Yeah, they said they want to get rid of content drought just like you noted. Mm-hmm. 
in two to three more weeks, it will be a content drought if history repeats itself. Yeah, people because will that have exhausted. Will be, people will have exhausted their playtime with Forsaken. Obviously, the raid is unattainable for a ton of people right now because there was such a small percentage that completed raids before in Destiny, and now seeing this one, it's it's going to be even smaller in that percentage. Because wasn't 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 there a statistic that uh, just under forty thousand people completed King's Fall in the first yeah. weekend mm-hmm. or first day, and now that turned into eighteen twelve to eighteen mm-hmm. right, eighteen if you count auto two minutes after reset, which I count that. Yeah, I count that totally. Yeah, that's that is a crazy change because that thirty eight thirty seven thousand people that did King's Fall that was already like one percent of the population. Mm-hmm. We're in the decimals of percentages that completed the Forsaken raid in the first 24 hours or 24 point whatever hours. <laughs> My, I want to elaborate too when you're saying, you know, people will be exhausted of the content. That is not people done with their triumphs and done with their collections. We are talking about your general super casual player who's done their weeklies, who's, like you said, maybe done the raid, maybe not done the raid, but they're going to have seen and done the majority of the content within the expansion. Maybe not reach the pinnacle activities. Maybe have not totally 100% of the triumphs of the record book and the collection stuff, which I, I said here, I love that stuff. That is amazing for hobbyists and people who love to pour time into the game. Gives but, them a reward to go after. Mm-hmm, with a tangible number associated with it that can mm-hmm. grow. It, it's, it makes so much sense. And seeing streamers start to go after like triumph hunting, that's so cool. That is just, I don't know. Yep. Forsaken has gone very well, though, I think, over the last few weeks. And the sentiment from the player base, from the community, from the listeners has been very positive so far. And I would say is surprising to me. I didn't come into Forsaken thinking they were going to sort of do this well. And on top of that, the communication from Bungie, Bungie official and the Bungie developers has been great. It's been better than it's ever been. So I think they just got to keep the momentum and it'll it'll turn out to be probably the best the best era of destiny. Yeah, certainly of D2 so far. Maybe there's yes, something down the definitely. road with D3, but who knows. <laughs> don't don't give me a 3. Get rid of the number. Get rid of the number. Yeah, please don't ever go back and do a reset, you guys. <laughs> You've got a formula here that's working, just keep refining it. So All right, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash DiddyDTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. All the links from today and more can be found at our website, DestinyTheShow.com. Follow us on Twitter, at DestinyTheShow, to know when the show is being published. I phrased that really weird, but whatever. We only tweet the show out on the Twitter. You can follow me uh, at BBKDragoon on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all that stuff. You can join our Discord, Discord.me slash DestinyTheShow, to join the conversation and maybe find some other people who like Destiny too. All that said, Diddy, thanks for a great show, and I'm super looking forward to Iron Banner with you this week. Hope our listeners have awesome RNG, and good luck if you guys decide to raid. 